If you find the real estate market stressful, confusing, and complicated, then you've come to the right place. Stay tuned as Randy and his expert guests dispel the myths and give you a dose of reality. It's Real Estate Revealed. And here's your host, Chicagoland's premier home appraiser, Randy Barcella. A very enthusiastic and exciting welcome to Real Estate Revealed, and I am Randy Barcella. It is always a joy for me to be with you every Sunday morning. I am happy that you tuned in. Okay, today's packed show, where have all the community banks gone to? Yeah, I've asked myself the same question driving around the different neighborhoods over the last five years. Well, in studio is the president of Commercial Lending X, yeah, Brad Heddock. Also, sellers and buyers remorse. Yes, um, it's happening. And I, I've seen it lately. There was this one year of buy, we're buying everything, 20, 30, 40, 50 over value. Now some people are saying, well, oh, wait a minute, because Mark McKenna last week said, uh, hey, there, some people are canceling. They're just not feel comfortable. But uh, who's going to go over to share her stories with us? Yeah, the premier realtor from At Properties, Orland Park, Lena Materia. Wow. Um, what you should do before the interest rates rise. Are they really rising? Well, in studio is the soothsayer herself with the, her old crystal ball, the real estate expert from the North Shore. Yeah, that's Paula Avenham from At Properties Highland Park. And then, do I always need a survey in my real estate transactions? Well, in studio to educate us, as he always does, is the premier real estate attorney. Yeah, that's Vincent Arricchio. Happy Sunday morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Brad Heddock, fill me in, brother. Uh, yeah, this is a big deal. I mean, I was with a community bank in the south suburbs for a lot of my life, and then 15 years ago they went out of business, and then the last 10 years, especially the last three, I've seen even more. What's going on? Well, it's interesting times. In the 80s and 90s, uh, community banks were popping up on every corner. It was referred to as de novo banking or uh, new bank charters opening up. And that has really changed recently, um, you know, and it impacts commercial loan borrowers. It's a lot of borrowers look to get their financing from commercial banks. So it can be hard when uh, they are shut down. But, you know, just to put it in perspective, um, ever since the Great Recession, um, the banking industry has seen mass consolidation. Um, anybody speculate on what percentage of banks close every year? Vince, I thought you know everything. 15%. Well, you you shot a little bit high, not quite that high, but it, the average for the last forty years has been four percent. So that high. means four out of every hundred banks are likely to get merged, sold, closed um, each year. How many is that? Four percent. I thought it'd been more 100. because we had the big crash, two thousand and eight to twelve. So you would think it would be more, but he, here's a stunning statistic for you: at the end of twenty ten, there were seven thousand six hundred fifty eight separately chartered banks in the U.S. Now we're down to 4,978. So that's a decline of 35%. So that 4% per year adds up pretty quickly. I mean, over 10 years, that's 40% in a way. I mean, so um, it's pretty stark. And since 2010, there have only been 138 new de novo banks that have opened up. In the country? In in the country. So we are down... Actually, I apologize. I just gave you the wrong number. Um, there's 138 bank acquisitions announced already for this year, which has us on a 3% rate. That's through June. That should have us, if that rate continues, we'll probably well exceed the 4% rate this year. Um, there's only 57 new banks that have opened up in the country since 2010. That's brand new charters. And right now there's about That's another- interesting. I wouldn't think that would have happened. 
But yeah, but yeah, they already hit the down. Ten years ago was the absolute down from the crash. So yeah, so now we're we're back. Uh, this year, there's 25 banks on the docket to be opened, but that still doesn't come anywhere near meeting the number of banks that are closing. So we're in a decline. And the main reason why community banks are disappearing is regulatory burden. Um, it's very expensive to manage and operate a community bank these days, and that makes it expensive when you're trying to grow. So a lot of banks will end up selling out at some point. The other thing we're seeing a lot of right now is long-term family-owned banks kind of being forced to sell because they've got estate taxes or other things they have to worry about when senior members pass and, away. And do the large banks look for these other banks and make offers to try to buy them out? Yeah, so it really varies. A lot of times a big bank, rather than opening up new locations in a market, is going to get into a new market via acquisition. Um, and then you you have bank groups that try to grow in a market by acquiring their competitors and the smaller banks in that market. So Wintrust is a prime example of that. They originally opened uh, seven de novo banks in Chicago. And over the years, they have acquired a bunch of other de novo banks and communities they weren't in. And that's kind of how they gained their Chicago market share. It wasn't by continuing to start new banks. I mean, starting new banks, opening a branch is very expensive. And you've, you've got risk. You've got to generate deposits. You've got to hire people. Um, but right now, there's five major acquisitions happening this year in the Chicago market. Um, Huntington Bank out of Ohio is buying TCF Bank, which is the bank you see in And these are the five Jewel acquisitions Oscos. going on right now, you said? These are five acquisitions that are going to have a major impact in Chicago. Um, Old Second National Bank, excuse me, Old National Bank out of Indiana is acquiring First Midwest Bank, and they're going to change the name to Old National Bank. That's going to be a huge shocker. I, I don't do business with Old National. I hear they have a very conservative credit culture, so we'll have to see how they adapt to Chicago. That's old Bank, Old Plank Community. Um, I think that was a part of Wintrust. Yeah, they're, they're a part of Wintrust. Okay. Um, here's where I got confused a second ago. Old Second National Bank, which is okay. an Aurora-based bank, is merging with West Suburban Bank. That was just announced this week. Uh, Green State Credit Union out of Iowa is buying Oxford Bank. They're a pretty big bank in the western suburbs. And then Busey Bank just acquired Glenview State Bank. I just did an appraisal VA for Busey last week. Yeah, Busey's located downstate, but they're expanding their presence in this market. So will TCF be changing its name to Huntington? Uh, that That is the belief that the name will change to Huntington. Huntington already has a presence in Chicago, so they won't benefit from keeping the TCF name separate. So I've never, I've never seen a Huntington bank. Neither have I. Yeah, so they, Not in my area. <laughs> they acquired the first Merit Bank Group, which okay. is also another bank group out of Ohio, and Huntington's out of Ohio, and then Huntington eventually acquired first Merit. So they have a relatively strong presence in Chicago, but That's a lot of That's why you have to keep listening offices. to the Real Estate Revealed radio show. We're giving everybody and myself cutting-edge information that is really happening now. Boy, that's just great information. Thank so you, Brad. I have Heddick. a question. How would you say that the banks are comparing to and competing with the mortgage brokers? Because, you know, I have to be honest that typically I... I lean towards getting, you know, if I have clients, I mean, I give them a couple of refer, you know, names and it's typically not a bank. I usually give them a mortgage broker just because of the rates and um, things like that. Good question. Mortgage broker or banks? <laughs> so I work primarily in the commercial side, um, but I can tell you from my experience of working in the banking industry in general that um, there are some banks that are very competitive on rates, um, but typically mortgage brokers will have access to more markets than your typical banker will, where the bank kind of controls the market and the risk a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing you can run into is, you know, a lot of the mortgage brokers throw an example out. They'll place loans with like Chase Bank, 
um, through the mortgage broker, they get better rates than the Chase Mortgage guys do in house yeah, because they're buying the loans in bulk. It's a totally separate mm-hmm. division of the bank. So yeah. I like that. That's interesting. Do you know that, Vince? I didn't know any of this. Yeah, I, I have seen that when I do closings or when I used to do closings way back when with the refis, and I could have a Chase Bank bank paper, and the rate is you know let's just call it I don't know five percent back then or whatever, and then I'm doing it through uh, a lend a mortgage broker. It's Chase Bank Paper, too, but it was through Guaranteed Rate or some lender, and it's 4%. And this is Paula Avenue with that properties, by the way. Yeah, so so just to summarize, even though there's been this consolidation, we do have some positives. We've got, we do have a lot of community banks that are growing and looking to fill the void. Right. We've got credit unions have really stepped up and expanded their commercial lending or doing more. And then you've also got a lot of non-bank lenders out there, which are organizations that are doing commercial lending to fill the gaps. So we're helping a lot of borrowers move out of these consolidated banks right now because they're not getting the service or they're actually, in some cases, being asked to leave the bank. And so, Brad, how can somebody get a hold of you for more of this great information? I know everybody's working this morning after the show, but you're easily available all the time. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, best way is phone 630 988 Five two or email Brad at commercial lending X. It's X is an X ray.com. And do you have a website? Yeah, commercial lending X.com. That's it. Wow. Brad Heddock, commercial lending X. Also, get to the website for the show, real estate reveal.com, R E V E A L E D.com. A lot of great information and biographies on everybody on the show. Keep it right along with some really great information. And I'm seeing this going on now. What a great topic. Um, sellers and buyers remorse. Yeah, it's happening. And in studio with us to share with us her stories is the premier realtor from At Properties in Orland Park. Yeah, Lena Mataria. Good morning, everyone. So in a seller's market right now, it's easy to get excited about selling your home and being able to profit from it, getting a price that you thought you were never going to see or never see again, especially if you purchased um, before we had the crash. And in 07 is where I see a lot of those sellers getting happy. They could get their prices right now. But it's crucial to have a plan. You need to know, you know, really figure out why you want to sell to begin with and make sure that what you're actually looking for before you decide to sell exists within your budget. And you know what, Lena? I don't want to rush you at all, but you're coming up to the meat of the conversation. And, oh, my God, I'm going to be at the end of my seat for the rest. We're taking a quick break, a little commercial break. But this is Lena Materia, and this is such a current topic right now, sellers and buyers remorse. Uh, I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and you are listening to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show Enjoy it every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. We're going to take a quick break, but thank you all again like I do every week. Thank you all so much for making us your Sunday habit because if it wasn't for you, we would not be here week after month after year. We'll be right back. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Parcella. It's so good, it's so good. And it feels so good to me to dance in the studio. And I forgot to mention, and we didn't plan on it, Paula Avenham is one of the greatest dancers here. And we decided last week she's going to do a dance video to overcome and trump all of my dance videos on the website, Real Estate Revealed. Can't wait to see that. I know. We're going to do it. Uh, Remind me. Next time you're in the studio, we're doing it. Oh, my gosh. And I know everybody, we try to play the best music and have a lot of fun. and, And I like to dance, and so does Paula. And I'm sure Lena does, yeah. and everybody else. Oh, no, Brad, oh you got a bad God. knee. You can't dance right now. No. This is going to hey, be like... You can dance without the bad knee, so... But anyways, you're listening to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show, um, and I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and right before the break, our premier realtor from At Properties, Orland Park. Yeah, that's Lena Mataria. This is going on right now, everybody. Sellers and buyers remorse. Oh, yes. 
So what I was saying before the break is you want to make sure that what you're looking for is actually available in your budget. Because let's be frank, if you put your house on the market in this seller's market, it's going to sell and it's going to sell fast uh, before people would list their home and assume it's going to take you know, a few weeks, a few months to sell their home and they have time to figure things out. But now it's selling in the first few days on, on the market, especially if it's priced right, you're getting over the asking prices. So it's important for sellers to make a list of you know, go back and figure out why you bought your house in the first place. Did you buy it because you just were on a tight time frame or did you outgrow your house? Look at your pros and cons before you just throw your house on the market. Because if you get that offer that you were looking for, it's not fair for the other parties that spent the time to come see your home, bring in an offer and get it accepted just for you to get cold feet and back out. So make sure you have a plan of action from the beginning. Make sure that what you're looking for is actually available because you are going to be getting a higher price point for your sale, but that also means a higher price point for your purchase. So if you're looking to upgrade, you may be paying more than you thought you were going to be paying a year or even two years ago. So you really want a really good plan of action before you just go ahead and put your house on the market. Um, a lot of people have outsourced to moving in with families, trying to find short-term rentals. And I could tell you from now, rentals are very hard. I would say they're a little harder than even finding a house to purchase at this time. So you want to yeah, make they're sure they're more expensive. They're more expensive. But what used to be for just a basic two bedroom in the suburbs would have been nine hundred to a thousand. Now people are paying thirteen to fourteen hundred. Yeah, there's a whole development in Highland Park, and the um, I, I know the developer, and he said that they're paying ten thousand dollars per month. Um, you know, location is great. Yeah. It's two to three bedrooms. But can you imagine renting for ten thousand dollars a month? Exactly. So you don't so want to put your... with, with the. This is a good topic. Let me try to understand. Sure. I, I put an offer in because I think I got to be in a hurry because everybody's saying hurry, hurry, hurry. Exactly. And there's five, six offers. You're the seventh offer. You overpaid. And now there's this five days where I have to get a, my attorney. And now you. And the seller, the seller has a right to withdraw in those first five business days for no reason. No reason. Yeah. Oh, really? So if they cancel, you just might have missed out on your dream home that you never even had the opportunity so, to get because that person yeah. wasn't so, ready to let go. Is their buyer's remorse, they think they're paying too much or maybe a lot of things. Well, yeah, the buyer's remorse is a whole different subject than the seller. So the uh, seller thinks that they are right. selling a property and they're going to go find their dream home and they might not find it. And that's why it's crucial to make sure you have a plan of action so you don't end up with a property you want, you don't want and end up with buyer's remorse just because you were trying to upgrade or downgrade or change locations. So, so Rick, you are attorney. So I'll agree with you. You guys are 99% right based on the contracts you use. But here in Chicagoland, we use two type of contracts, mm -hmm. like the 13-pager, the multi-board, multi and yes. then the car, like the three or four-pager. And I've been caught for clients, not my fault, but I've been caught in the snag. You are absolutely correct. The 13-pager multi-board gives sellers can get out for any reason. But when you use the, the Chicago right. car, it, it doesn't say that, which because of your wide breadth of experience and because of your both of your range, you're always using the multi-board. But be careful. When you use the car, lawyers without lying have to be far more crafty to try to get uh, people out of a deal. You can't just kill. And that's why try to avoid that situation. Yeah. Don't sell your home if you're not ready to sell. No remorse. Yeah, don't. This is right. not a market no to one's test it out. Your head. You know, yeah. It's not a market to test out your home to see if it's going to sell. Because believe me, it is going to sell. And that's where the buyer's remorse comes yeah. in. You don't want to settle in a fast-paced market. You're basically running into a house, taking a look at it, and having to make a decision immediately. 
And I've gone back with clients during inspection, and I thought they absolutely loved the house. And then I'll hear the wife saying, the master bedroom is much smaller than I thought. Even though we did a walkthrough, I just feel like the walkthroughs are not sufficient because if they were if they desired before to go to see the house two to three times before making a commitment, it, they were able to make the right decision without being forced I, I, I'm to. so grounded to where I live. I had people knock on my door in the last three months. Uh, Randy, we want to buy your house. I got the center lot of in the middle of the lake, and it's 300 feet from my back door to the... Um, so you need to put to a not for sale sign on your so front door. Here's the deal. I'm going to get, get hundred thousand more. Please do not call me. Don't leave letters. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> seventy five thousand to hundred thousand more. I'll get in a minute. I could use that profit, but but then you'll be, you moving, in, you'll be moving in with me right, into my moving. basement. But, and that's where move. people like you <laughs> who are station. content where they live should not be forced. Or so if I find another house, to I'm going to have to pay six hundred fifty thousand. You'll exactly. be asking Amy Jacobson to move in with her. <laughs> <laughs> She's such a sweetheart. Yeah. Love Amy. Yeah. Well, we're just trying to find you a place to live if you yeah. end up selling no, remorsefully. No, I'm not moving. That's it. Not yet. <laughs> not yet, right? We got to find you your dream home first. But you're already in your dream home, and that's where people just have to think twice with the shortage of inventory. You never inventory. know. I might fall in love and say, yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. I've been working on that for you. All right, cool. <laughs> hey, so uh, th- this is a good topic. Now, yes. seller's remorse, what's that? Well, the seller's remorse is what we talked about where you don't want to sell your home without having a plan of action. Okay. So you so don't you end handling, up. How are you handling your buyers and sellers? So <laughs> it's it's a tough one. Let me tell you, I feel like I'm putting 10 <laughs> times the effort in each transaction, especially the ones who need to sell their house and buy their next one. We do sit down and have a conversation over what their plans are, um, trying to negotiate post-closing possession before it even goes on the market. We make it very clear in our remarks saying that the seller needs to rent back after closing. That has helped me drastically. I used to do one or two of those a year, and now I feel like I'm doing it every other transaction where someone is negotiating to stay just so they don't end up okay, in a hotel. You, you can't be an amateur and survive in this market. No. Do you remember when the big rush? Oh, you can, but everyone's going to hate you, and you're going to get bad reviews and be very mad. And 2000, <laughs> 2002, <laughs> 3, 4, 5, 6, it's up to 7. Everybody got in the business. This is easy. I'm making a ton of money. Oh, you friends can't of mine, be an amateur and survive friends this of mine were telling me they were getting checks in the mail for closings that even know happened or a deal that they had on the contract. <laughs> Not now. And I'm like, oh, where was I in 07? <laughs> right. <laughs> totally different. Well, yeah. you, you, you weren't on the airplane in the crash, okay? That's where you were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so basically, you just want to have a plan of action, whether you're buying, selling, first-time buyer, you're a seasoned seller, because it happens to the best of us. You get excited. You see numbers. And those numbers are great but you need to make sure that your next residence meets what your expectations are. You know what? Are. We have the most intelligent people of any radio show of any year in the Chicagoland area. I keep thinking experts, that. Experts, experts. And so It's Lena, a blessing to work with all of you. So, <laughs> Lena, I'm telling you, how somebody who's listening right now and says, I want to work with you because you know what you're doing, how could they get hold of you? You could call or text me 24-7 at 708-737-4444. Hold or on a second. You, repeat that number. 708-737-4444. Or my website, theresultsmoveyou.com. Also, you're bilingual. Yes, I speak Arabic fluently, so I'll be able to assist you. And say something in Arabic. Assalamu alaikum sharafna. What does that mean? That means, hello, it's nice to meet you. Fantastic. <laughs> Lena Mataria. Um, and we've got a lot of great uh, bilingual people on the show and a lot of great intelligent people. This is just amazing. So uh, think of going right along with some more great information. Um, what should you do before the interest rates rise? Now I'm... We got so much on the table today. Banks are getting eaten up like Pac-Man. I have great interest. <laughs> in Buyers and sellers' remorses, and now interest rates. Uh, 
you got to be stressing us out. Yeah. Paul so Avenum, the <laughs> expert from the North Shore App Properties. Good morning. Good morning. So this is just a kind of spinoff from uh, what we were just talking about. And um, so the interest rates, as everyone knows, are at historic uh, lows. They got and nowhere to go but up then. They have, <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, it's interesting because there is a lot of talk about the rates going up, but they're not going to go they're not going to increase that quickly. I know, five, six, seven percent. Those are going. It's not going to skyrocket, but they are skyrocket, but they are going to start uh, increasing slowly. And so, what do you do before that? So, here are some options. Um, you can sell uh, and move up or downsize. So, you want to make sure, though, with that said, that you know you work with a really good broker. And it's really thought out, and you go, you have a really good plan in place. Just from listening to you ladies on the show, I'm going to downsize <laughs> because property values are too high. And as soon as this is over in a few years, then I'm going to go back in and buy. Right. I like it. Downsizing is better than upsizing. Yeah, and you. Yeah, so, but for some properties, you're paying the same price of what a single family house okay. was. Yeah, and then what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. I'm just a show host here. You guys talk. Yeah. So again, that's why you have to work with a really good realtor because if you really decide that you want to make that move and you want to sell. But we got to take a quick break. You're putting me on the edge of my seat again. Oh my God! This is Paula Avenum. Real estate expert from App Properties North Shore. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and we are having a blast with you. Um, hey, you've been to our website lately, realestaterevealed.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com, realestaterevealed.com. We'll be right back. Back to the show, sure to answer your questions about the real estate market. Real Estate Revealed with Randy Barcella. I Can't stop the feeling in here. And we're waiting. Paula Evans is going to put the dance video on any time now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're having a blast. The pressure's on. I know. <laughs> All right. So as I was saying before. Wait a minute. I have to introduce you. Hey. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and you are listening to the Real Estate Revealed radio show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, uh, 8 to 9 a.m. And, of course, this is the most wonderful Paula Avenum from the real estate expert from the North Shore in Highland Park. And uh, she was talking about some really great information. What should you do before the interest rates rise? And I'm sorry, I was so rude to interrupt you. No, I'm. Uh, thank you for that. I appreciate <laughs> but, hey, it. Hey, wait a minute. You should be the host from now on. You and Vince. No. Come here on this side. Come no, here on this side. No, she doesn't there. need any introduction. <laughs> you, all right? do, all right. you do the best job. I could not take your job. Right. <laughs> I like right where I'm at. All so right. Thank you. Okay, so as we were saying, um, that, you know, uh, some op- two options. You can sell and move up or downsize. So, um, you know, it's a great time to sell because, you know, you are getting a lot of your, your house will sell quickly, as we were talking about before the break. Um, and also, usually it's selling at least at list price, if not more. Um, you know, it's a buyer. It's a seller's market, low inventory. Um, the other thing is that you can uh, downsize. So, it means sell your house and have a good broker that's going to help you find a home that meets all of your needs. So with that said, people are, you know, really have to have a good plan in place. Like you were talking about buyer's remorse mm-hmm. or seller's remorse. Most definitely. You have to like sit down and go through and really revisit what it is that you're looking for. Things have changed since COVID. So people's needs have changed. And some people, uh, in fact, probably many people are not going back to work. So they need to have an office space in their home. So does that mean that they need to upsize or do they have too big of a home that they can downsize, get something else, make an extra bedroom? The, the office and stuff. Basically work with a realtor who's on your side and understands your needs is what it comes down to. Exactly. Not exactly. controlling you. Exactly. Yeah. Listen to what a realtor that's listening to what your needs are. Um, so 
with that said, you know, then if you sell your home, the, the chances are you might, you know, you you have to have a plan in place. And I love what you were talking about with the rent back, right? Yes. So having that post-possession, which is great, or, you know, staying in the home a little couple months longer, giving the seller some time to work out their other transaction with, a, with what they're going yes. to be purchasing or if you're going to be renting. So if you're going to go out and you're going to rent, and we were talking about how expensive the rental prices are It might now. be the same price as what your current mortgage payment is. Yeah, so you really yeah. have to let... Again, I don't mean to like beat a dead horse, but you really have to let your uh, realtor negotiate on your behalf because we're the ones that can get that rent price down for you. We can negotiate the terms. We can try to get a short uh, a lease, a sublease uh, for you so that you have like maybe six months that you're looking for another house and hopefully in the interim something else will pop up on the market that you'll like or you can then go ahead and renew the lease for another year. I, I literally just did that for a client that they're moving here from Thailand. So I found them a sublease, you know. There are a lot of options um, of things that you can do, but you you know you really need to make sure that you have everything, all your ducks in a row. So with that said, if you just decide that you know you need more time to save for your down payment, um, or it really truly is just not a good time to buy, I highly recommend that you refinance. You know the chances and the likelihood of you being in a rate that's higher than what you can get now are are very probable. So. Talk to your loan officer, refinance, have a plan in place. Like, don't pull cash out, uh, you know, or, you know, because so, you want to make sure that your, your monthly payments are low, you're saving money, and you're getting ready to go ahead and purchase your home. So, Paula, you have your, you have your act together, like everybody else on the show. And I know a lot of people listening are really intrigued, and they may want to get a hold of you today or tomorrow or this week. How could they? Uh, thank you. 773 Seven three four one. You can call me or text me twenty four seven. You can email me at Paula Avenum at properties dot com, or you can find me on the show at AM five sixty. The answer. Yeah, thank you, Paula Avenum at properties. And uh, don't forget, we are. This is your local show with your local host, and we're working today Sunday morning after the show. So uh, we are happy to help. Um, boy, speaking of help, he always helps. What should you? Well. What should you do if you don't have an attorney? Get Vincent Arricchio. He's one of the premier real estate attorneys, both commercial and industrial. No, you do industrial too? Sure, and residential and commercial. Wow, yes. but here's the question that was posed to us. Do I always need a survey in my real estate transaction? Vincent Arricchio. All right, great, Randy. So survey, survey, survey. We're going to start this off with a survey question, Jeopardy style. Who can come up with the question? You ready? Because the answers are A, Michael Jackson, B, Mick Jagger, C, Justin Timberlake, and D, Randy Barcela. Who can come up with the question? D. D is the answer. Anyone know the question? Who's Who is the, the best, best appraiser? Oh, <laughs> appraiser. No, best dancer. It is oh, D. Oh, wow. I'm being thrown for a curve here. Survey questions. No. Everyone out there, that's not the type of survey we're okay, talking so about. Okay, so they don't know what you're talking about. If you go to... Realestatereveal.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. Up in the right-hand corner, click on photo galleries. There's three photos, three yes. videos of Randy dancing in the studio. Randy dancing. But I, we're going to have Paula Avenham next show, per promise, on that one. Sure, we'll have to modify this the answer. This is a fun show. But what people don't realize is during every break, we're watching Randy, and some of us join in, dance. So survey questions. But no, that's not my topic today. Surveys are also I something else. I think you else. have a future on stage. Uh, or or in confusion, because uh, apparently you know I might have confused some people in the studio. We're coming up to a quick break. <laughs> I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and this is our entertainment, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Vincent Arricchio, the premier real estate attorney, uh, he's going to talk about do we really need surveys. Yes.
in real estate. Talk about buying time. Hey, dude, come on, <laughs> How do you make surveys fun? I'm taking a joke. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Parcella. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. It's not unusual to have fun with anyone. Welcome back to the Real Estate Revealed radio show. Enjoyed every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and we are having a blast in studio like we do every uh, week with you. And you know what? That's how this show was formatted 15 years ago. The management here says, Randy, bring valuable content and information to the audience that will help make their life stress-free going through this real estate and mortgage market, and that's what we try to do every week. But um, Vincent Arricchio, he's the premier real estate attorney, both residential, commercial, industrial, Illinois, and Indiana, and, and this is... a uh, really been a question that a lot of people have had. Do I really need a survey in all my real estate transactions? Sure, Randy. I promise to stay on point now. Real estate-wise, a survey is a picture, a diagram, or a footprint of the land or property you're buying. Uh, just like you have an appraiser, like Randy, just like you have wonderful real estate agents, wonderful lenders, uh, attorneys involved in a deal when needed is a surveyor. The surveyor is a licensed person, trained, they go out with their materials, with their research, and they physically observe the land, and they paint a picture. They draw a diagram, but it's qualified, it's quality, and it's necessary in most deals. When is it necessary? It's necessary for single-family residents, for most commercial properties, for townhouses, but not necessary so for I, I, I asked the homeowners for, to have the Platus survey out, and I asked the listing agent to ask them to have it out because it has the exterior dimensions of the Excellent. first floor and the lot size, and the legal description, all of which I have to put on my appraisal anyways. You see how smart this guy is? Randy's already answered most of my questions. What's on it also? You have uh, structures, garage, sheds, buildings. You have fence posts, which are not insurable. I'll get to that in a moment. But why? Why a survey? The lender in a deal, when it's not a cash deal, and the buyer, usually should always be the case, want the survey because you get an extra layer of insurance. Just like you have car insurance in this world, just like you have homeowner's insurance in the world, just like you have renter's insurance in this world. I describe title insurance as overall deal insurance. It's umbrella insurance over the transaction. And if you want the best umbrella insurance, if you want the best deal insurance over the transaction, get a survey, not for condos, not, not, not for condos, get a survey so that you have insurance over survey topics. What if your neighbor's uh, driveway or house is coming over onto your land? You might or do have insurance when you have a survey and you get a title insurance. What if uh, uh, there's a a wall, a retaining wall that has to be removed or or is on your land? Or what if you, what if you are impeding on someone else's land? So these types of insurance are bolstered. Better And I've seen stories of both sides. Somebody had their fence, new cedar fence, put six, it was almost a foot, between 10 inches and a foot onto the other property. They didn't care. I mean, it's it's yeah. that little bit of, but it has happened where the neighbor put a flower bed and vegetable garden near the fence, and it grew to the other side underneath it through the other fence, the wood I fence, agree. and they're pulling the, it apart and cutting oh. them off, and, and then it went to a big feud where they went on, started hitting each other's house, and then one of the neighbors went on top of the roof of the other house. They had to call the police. It was the biggest fight ever. So well, we I don't, don't we don't have insurance over the climbing on the walls. Paula, so you were going to say. <laughs> So there was a property in Riverwoods that I looked at last year with an investor, and 
um, it was, there was land, and then there was this humongous house. And um, they had a whole humongous driveway that they had built. And guess what? When we got the survey, they had built the whole driveway That's a big into one. the other the concrete pour. Oh, really? You know what happened? We were like, how, why did they, how did this happen? And they said, oh, my gosh, I'm not laughing. It's not funny. I, I just couldn't believe it. But they didn't get a survey. Oh, my. They said, how? Let's just pour. Well, two things. Uh, number one, in Illinois, surveys built into the contracts as a seller, seller obligation. Number two, and I am licensed in both states, and I'm not giving legal advice, but in Indiana, the default position of every Indiana contract is people go forward without a survey. And, I, and I'm like on this public announcement campaign all by myself uh, trying to tell people in Indiana, you still should get a survey. You still should get a survey because the default position, like I said, is the opposite. Now, before we're done, I have a $500 seller's tip. No, I'm not selling any services. I think I can save most sellers 500 bucks. Save your old survey. Beg your attorney when you're selling to tell the other side, the buyer, you have a great survey. You Only if this is true, you haven't made any changes, and you want to reuse it. And the house didn't move. And if you don't put Wait a minute, any- Lena Materia. And on top of it, if they don't want to use that old survey, if that surveying company is still open, fifty percent, they will. I've had it done where they did it for a hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah. So you just need to know who to talk to and what to ask. Yeah. So the key here is when you're a seller, save your survey, try to use it because you will save a five hundred dollars. It's somewhere between four twenty-five to five hundred dollars surveyor fee. Question: Is there a yeah. timeline on that of when you can um, get it recertified for you know like half the cost? Uh, the the it, there's Tires? a silly simple answer. Whatever the title company allows. So it is not, I had a survey that was 18 years old, but because of the nature of the property, it was quite r- rural because of the nature of the property, you sign a no change affidavit. I swear to make any changes. The survey affidavit, sure. So my know. client begged me to mail in a 2002 survey. I, I did it reluctantly. I'm like, well, this is going to be bad news. And the title company accepted it. So I've had an 18 year old survey work. Because then they're insuring over it and then you, anything comes yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Lena's point is an excellent one. Even uh, Now, every buyer is going to be like, I don't want some busted old survey. I want a new survey. The contract itself says I'm supposed to get a survey less than six months old. That's built into the contract. Well, you go to, as long as they didn't, a lot of people retire and move on. As long as the surveyor company didn't go over business, out of business, you go back to them. They will redo, recertify. Lena's going to save you. You can get it done for 100 to 250 bucks, over 50% off. Wow, Vincent Arricchio. Everybody in the show is blowing me away with educational information. We're coming up to a quick break. Thank you all so much for making us your Sunday habit. This is the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and we'll be right back. Back to Real Estate Revealed with your host, Randy Barcella. Welcome back to the Real Estate Revealed radio show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. And where did this hour go? Oh, my gosh. Uh, right before the break, we were still talking uh, with Vincent Arricchio, the premier real estate attorney, talking about surveys. Do you really need them? And what an education I had. And, and speaking of surveys, I know Brad Hedick, our president of Commercial Lending X, uh, had a few comments about this. Well, I was just first off going to say that the survey applies in commercial lending as well. And 
although sometimes you can get away with avoiding an updated survey if the title company will let you, a lot of times the banks require an updated survey, especially if you're doing some sort of commercial projects. So I completely agree. And actually, uh, it's a higher level of survey. Uh, if the residential is 500, uh, I'm giving you ballpark, but it could be 1500 to two grand for a commercial survey. And it's called, it's different. It's a certified ACSME. Uh, it's an, they call, sometimes they used to call it an Alta certified survey, Correct. but it's a higher level of survey for commercial. It costs more and it covers far more. Right. But then the other thing I was going to mention, had planned to mention it before, yes. was that um, I have found a lot of circumstances where maybe a house or a piece of a property is in a floodplain, but then the structure yes. itself isn't. And so you may get a flood certification, comes back, says properties in a floodplain, you need flood insurance. Mm. But then if you have the survey that shows that the floodplain does not touch the structure, then sometimes you can go back and get away with not getting the flood insurance, which I, is a huge savings. I love it. So right there, we radio listening audience, we just learned that even if some of your land is in a flood zone, getting a survey helps lower, lower costs uh, for commercial purposes by not needing flood insurance if your home isn't in if, that plane. If the structure is not in the plane, wow. yes. Thank you for that. And I, sometimes these planes change, so that's why reason updated surveys could sometimes be beneficial. And those planes used to be or still are set by the federal at the federal level, at the yeah, government by FEMA, level, yeah. by, FEMA. by FEMA. So, yeah, the government comes along and says, oh, your land is in a risky spot for flooding. 50-year floodplain, 100-year floodplain, 300, 500. Right. And that's what we're talking about, just in case. When you're Vincent talking about- Riccio, I know there's a lot of people listening who want to get a hold of you for your expert advice. How could they do that? Sure, please check out our website, reallawchicago.com, with two L's. I've had a couple of questions, but yes, reallawchicago.com. You can call us at 312-263-0010, and I'm going to try. I'm a terrible dancer. I'm going to try to get a video with Randy at realestatereveal.com eventually. Did oh, we got to Paul together? and Lena. No, wait. Uh, a little break dance off, maybe, 80s style. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> hey, that's Vincent Arricchio. What a blast we've had today. Um I got to thank the other co-hosts who are not here, but they're part of the show and they'll be here next week. Yeah, Pat Canone, mortgage loan consultant from the Loan Depot. Sandra Wright, realtor from Chicago Properties. Teresa Mueller, broker owner of the Trillium Real Estate Group. Mark McKenna, realtor from Baird and Warner. And Kim Alden, realtor and principal at Compass. And of course, the great producer, the great George, who's been here, I don't know, what, 10, 15, everything. Somewhere in there. Yeah. And uh, like I said, get out to the website. Um, oh, oh Facebook. Videos of everybody in the studio today are on Facebook this morning. Just click on Real Estate Revealed on Facebook. I've got two years of podcasts of free information, a great library of information on our website, realestaterevealed.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. And there's biographies of everybody, testimonies, um, phone numbers, emails. This is just exciting as could be uh, to be with you and share with you a lot of this great information. Um, and you know me, uh, if you see me on Facebook, I always like to do inspirational quotes each week, and I like to end the show with that, too. Here's one. You know, every situation in life is temporary. So when life is good, make sure you enjoy it and receive it fully. But then when life is not so good, remember that it will not last forever, and better days are on the way. So no matter how good or bad things are in life, that will change. And you know what? Never judge people. This is sensitive. I love this one here. Remember that everyone you meet is afraid of something, loves something, and has lost something. So don't say anything until you really get to know who that person is. Um, and you know what? Be well. Make it a great week. And I can't wait to see you here next Sunday morning on AM560 at the Real Estate Revealed radio show. 
And uh, be good to yourself, everybody. Be good to others and tell someone each day that you love them. See you next Sunday.